We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Datable podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Datable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Hey everyone, welcome to the final episode of 2018 for the Datable Podcast. Here's another round of catch-up sessions with some of your favorite past guests. Last week, we caught up with Shelby from Two Blind Dates, Chris, who fell in love with his Uber driver, Farah, who is no longer getting breadcrumbed, and our OG co-host, Michael Vargas, who seems to be dating someone who may not be completely divorced. Well, this week, let's start with Kat, who appeared on season five, episode eight, the one where she confronts controversial guest Jake about his uh, interesting views on dating in San Francisco versus New York. 
At the end of that episode, Kat announced that she quit her job and packed up her life to set out on an adventure around the world. What did she learn from dating around the globe? Let's hear from Kat. Kat. Meow. Hello. <laughs> so the last time we spoke, or at least the last time you were on our show, you yeah. were about to become this globe trotter and date around the world. Yeah. Um, and also report back what it's like to date around the world. So now yeah. it's your moment to report back. <laughs> what were some, where did you go, first of all? And then what were some of the main differences you saw in other dating scenes versus in how you were dating in San Francisco? Yeah, so I was kind of all over the place, mostly in South America. Mm-hmm. Um, so started in the Caribbean and then traveled down through South America. And then I spent some time in Bali mm-hmm. as well, in Indonesia. And then for the past couple months, I've been in Mexico City. Mm. So I've kind of been all over the place. And have you dated in every city? I have I wouldn't say dated because, and this is the weird thing, like, before I left, I felt like when I went abroad, I would be dating the way that I dated here, like, Uh meeting someone, like, going on a date, like, seeing if you like them, et cetera, et cetera, and then I quickly realized, like, I'm reverting back to, like, my 21-year-old self. (laughs) I'm staying in hostels. I'm hooking up with random, like, foreign guys, like... Is it because it's different there? Do you think it's because you were like an expat traveling? I think like both reasons. Mm -hmm. So I was, first of all, I was in like this group of like travelers because I was like more focused on traveling. I was staying in hostels, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. you have other people that are also like backpackers and stuff. So you're in more of like a party. Yeah, yeah. Party vibe. So I like reverted back to <laughs> college level. <laughs> yeah, college level stuff. And like I was meeting amazing people, but I wasn't thinking like, oh, I need to go date on a date, date with them. No, hmm. like we hang out and we do fun activities together because we're both traveling the world and seeing stuff. So it was just like, and then way, hook up. And then hook up. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hello. What's the point? No, then we massage each other's toes. What's the point, right? Sometimes I would meet people, other people who were traveling. Sometimes I would meet like local people. Mm. I remember like in Patagonia, I was in the middle of nowhere in Patagonia. It was like the last place I would ever think that I would ever find a guy. And I will walk into a bar and it's like a 12 walks over to like wait on me. And I'm like, what the hell? A 12? Like in the 10 point scale? Yeah. What? So he's like gorgeous. This gorgeous (laughs) Argentinian guy. We shacked up in his shack that he was Oh, like literally shacked up. Shacked up in a shack. And like, that was really lovely. But it's like, okay, now I'm leaving. And we still keep in touch and stuff. So it's more like organic. What's the craziest yeah, story? Give us a highlight. The craziest is by far Brazil. Uh-huh. Brazil is, in terms of like being sexually open, Brazil's probably the most sexually open place I've ever been to. It's very much like, why wouldn't you have sex with someone that you're attracted to? Right? Yeah. Like, uh. the whole like holding back is not no. a thing. 
No. And um, men and women are equally as, as aggressive sexually? You know, I think men are still more, but women are definitely, like, down to get down. Mm. <laughs> it's not like the women are holding out. Yeah. Right? So. They're not waiting for the third date. <laughs> no, are they dating, though? There's no dating, right? Or. Yeah, I mean, people do date there. Okay. Like, they have, they go out with each other and have relationships and stuff, but it's definitely more free if you meet someone at a bar or you meet someone out like you're gonna go have sex with them like why would you not do that yeah kind of thing we're here it's almost looked down on a little yeah, yeah. totally so there's no walk of shame then walk of fame well, it's a walk of shame <laughs> for everyone, right it's like yeah i just had sex what did you do i've had so many walks of shame walks of fame in brazil like i've come with like carnival like glitter everywhere <laughs> walking into like the bakery on oh it's like God. it's a tuesday at 8 a.m i've got glitter all over my face and people are like hey <laughs> know what you've been up yeah. to yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> does anyone judge you there are they like they high-fiving yeah. you yeah or they're like this happens everyone's all the time having a good time everyone's having a good so time. you're getting to your craziest moment in brazil yeah so I'm proud to say that <laughs> in Brazil, I had my first threesome. Oh, wow. Two guys or what? With two guys. Okay. Yes. How was that? It was everything I could have dreamed of and more. <laughs> oh, two dicks, one chick. <laughs> Tell us more. Give us logistics. Well, I'm not going to go that far into it, but it was just like, one of those things that happened really organically and I was just like hanging out. This guy started talking to me in the bathroom and then like ended up hanging out with him and his friend and went back to like their hotel. I thought it was just going to be with one guy and then I got like, <laughs> nope, it was two and they just started going after it. I'm not going to say no to this yeah. right now. No. Yeah. And I just remember the next day coming home and just being like, yes. <laughs> And I think I sent, I'm pretty sure I sent you guys a video or something. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> did. Wait, you just did. to clarify, a video of you telling us a story, yeah. not a video of the threesome, <laughs> which I would have paid to see, but... You said this is the wrong video. <laughs> yeah, that was the wrong video. Yeah, so I feel like I really got to explore my sexuality mm. in Brazil a lot. And, like, I'm a sexual person, and there it was just completely fine to like let your freak flag fly right yeah. like like everyone makes out with each other like really quickly yeah you could meet someone for like five minutes and they go in to kiss yeah. you and that's completely normal people on the street will kiss each other so i remember one of your complaints about dating an sf uh -huh. was that SF men weren't aggressive. Oh, this is the opposite. And this is clearly the opposite. Yeah. What are your thoughts now that you've experienced the opposite? I love the opposite. <laughs> is it weird being back? Are you like, why is nobody making out with me yet? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I pretty much know, like, when I come back to San Francisco, I'm like, it's going to be my celibacy yeah. period. Yeah. And, like, it's true. Like, In no, your vagina rest. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a retreat. It's time to recover. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, vagina. <laughs> Where are you going? A, a vagina retreat, aka San Francisco. It's kind of true though. It's like, well, this is my 
take a break from my waxing. Like, get it all, you know, back in order. Now, in Brazil, did you find, there, was there anything that you weren't okay with or weren't comfortable with? I think the main thing in Brazil was, like, it was so much fun. And it was, like, during summer and carnival, it's partying. Everyone is hooking up, like, having very casual situations. One thing that's very common there is people cheating on each other. Mm. I met a lot of people that were like I need to be in an open mm-hmm. oh. relationship or yeah. there's like one side that they're like you know Catholic and have that but then they also have this like progressive side too where not natural to only mm-hmm. be with one person all the time and so that's like more of a discussion mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself like would I be okay being with a man knowing that he was going to right be with other women right mm-hmm. and because that's kind of the standard there I would say I mean not everyone but would, and I was thinking to myself like if I were to fall in love with someone right. here it's almost like you have to kind of set the expectation like okay are you going to be with other people like I know you probably are so right. let's have that conversation mm-hmm. and like what are the boundaries of our right. situation well, it's like the consequence of being so overly sexual yeah that like this is what happens yeah and I was with guys who later on I would ask them straight up if they were married and they would like lie to my face mm. you know so what I mean isn't that it, that's so weird is that on one hand it's like oh it's expected that people cheat but on the other mm-hmm. hand, they're lying about it because they, it's still wrong. The yeah, people well, do they, it, but it's still wrong. They want you to hook up with them. So they know that if they say yes, you're yeah. going to be like, no. Yeah. Or less likely, right? Yeah. Or taken back. Yeah. So. so are you okay with that? I still haven't really figured it out. But what I do know is that I'm way more open to giving other types of relationships. Mm-hmm. A chance. Like yep. non-monogamy. Or non-monogamy or like bisexuality. Oh. And I met a guy who was bisexual who oh. I was attracted to. In Brazil. In well, in Colombia. Okay. He told me he was bisexual and I said, Oh, normally that would be like a turnoff to me. And he kind of like put me in my place. Like Oh, interesting. Like women need to accept men being like more open with their sexuality and everyone should be like that in general. Mm. And I was like, wow, I'm meeting, like, progressive... You know, people are making me, like, be like, yeah, I Rethink should be things. okay with yeah. that. Like, it's interesting because San Francisco is so progressive. It's interesting right? yeah. that you're feeling this I know. in other I know. countries. I'm meeting people who are also travelers. Right, right. Who live different lifestyles than, like, the normal person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you meet local people, it is different. Like, right. they tend to be more traditional. True. Type. It's sense. a cohort of people. It is. It makes traveling. sense why it might be more like you're on vacation, yeah. you're yeah. drinking a lot, you're partying a lot, you're yep. hooking up. Like, so. Totally. So where are you now? So right now I'm uh, in San Francisco, so I'm pretty celibate. <laughs> <laughs> Vagina retreat. Vagina, vagina retreat. I'm on a vagina retreat right now, but I'm going to be going back to Brazil. Oh, you, yeah. You'll get that vagina. Yeah, yeah. You got it. She deserves that little <laughs> After this past year, I was really open to like whatever was coming my way. Mm-hmm. And I was not closed off to a relationship, but 
I wasn't necessarily like seeking out a relationship. I was more like, if it happens, Mm -hmm. it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm still kind of continuing in that way, but do you feel like I would like to find a partner Mm. sometime? In Brazil. It doesn't have to be in Brazil. But you're choosing to go back to Brazil. I'm not choosing the places based off of like where I think I'm going to find my best chance of finding a Mm. person or a partner, right? I'm going to places that make me feel happy. Is there anything you miss about dating in San Francisco? Um, not really, (laughs) to be honest. Not really. I definitely, like, felt like here guys would, like, take me out more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a proper date. Yeah, you felt like it was, like, a proper date where most of what I was doing was meeting people at parties or meeting people out just, like, in normal life, which is, like, more organic. But it wouldn't be a big production of, oh, I have to do this. It would just be like, hey, well, do you want to hang out later? I'm going to go do this. You want to come with me? Right, Mm -hmm. right. It's more casual. It's more casual. Yeah, so it feels like a younger version. Mm -hmm. But also, it's a product of what you were doing, too. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for that update. Yeah. Anytime. Once you get to Brazil, we probably won't be hearing from you. <laughs> <laughs> Only if there's another threesome that will get the video. That's the right video. That is the right video. But when you're done with the sex dungeon there, you can always <laughs> let us know what's up. If you revisited some old lovers, if you, you know, wanted to pursue something with someone. Oh, yeah. Definitely let, let us know all of that. I will keep you posted. Oh, oh we. Sure. we we know you will. We know you will get. Thank you. Thank you guys. Have Safe fun travels. in Brazil. I will. See you later. If you remember from season four, episode six, Sheil came on our show talking about perceptions and misconceptions. From his social media, it seems that Sheil doesn't have time to date. He's always traveling and doing cool things, but didn't exactly give off the boyfriend vibe. However, Sheil was so ready to find the one. During that episode, we gave his Bumble profile a makeover to give off a more serious vibe. So did it work? Let's find out. Hey, Sheil! Yay! Hey! Hi! We haven't talked to you in so long. Wait, I hear a woman's voice. (laughs) Sheil, tell us everything that has happened since your episode. So just a quick reminder in case you don't remember. On your episode, we talked about perception and how you gave off this perception, at least on social media, that you're always traveling the world out of town at cool events, doing cool things, so inaccessible and unreachable. And now you have some news to tell us, yes? Yeah, I'm engaged. How did you guys meet? Tell us everything because we haven't talked to you in so long. And well, introduce Uh, your fiance first. Hi there. How are you both? Nice you? to meet you. Oh, we we want to hear everything about you. About to marry one of the most eligible bachelors in San Francisco. <laughs> so he helped me. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us the whole story. How did you guys meet? We both swiped right. Oh, on Tinder. On Bumble. Um, oh, nice. okay. Wait, is this after UA helped you update your bubble profile? <laughs> it could be. Actually, it could be that I have you guys to thank for this. You're welcome. <laughs> when you we called you out on we called you out on the profile. Yeah, you did. When did this happen? When did you guys match? Well, we met 
in September of last year. We probably matched in August or something. There was a while between our matching and actual first date. Why? Because you were like in Zimbabwe or something? <laughs> yeah, I was traveling. <laughs> that. Well, actually, it gets even worse after we after our first date because like in between each of our next several dates, I was like in some other country. Of course. It was like every other week I was gone. First three months, I'd say. The first three months, yeah. So in those first three <laughs> months, how often did you guys see each other? In between the first and second date, there was a while, right? Like 10 days or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then after that, we were, it was like very regular. Most days that I was in town. Then he'd be gone a week and then back for five days. Oh <laughs> and my then he'd go God. to Russia and then he'd be back for five days. Okay, so Katrina, <laughs> what made Sheil worthwhile? <laughs> All of this in and out, in and out. I mean, Sheil and I both dated as exhaustively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I could tell kind of on the first date that he was smart, sweet, interesting guy. And we actually, we didn't have like a ton of chemistry, I'd say, on the first date or like, oh, wasn't yeah. like a... It wasn't like a, oh my God, like I can't wait to go on a second date with you sort of a date. Um, but I could definitely tell that he was worth a second date. And and then our second date, we like giggled on my fire escape for six hours. Um, <laughs> so it was, a, <laughs> it was a solid second date. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely would second that I, like, actually I would say after our first date, I wasn't sure that there would be a second. Oh, oh why, why is that from your point of view? Like it was good, but not great. And, and also I felt like, after we had met for like a tea at Samovar, and it was only maybe an hour stay. I was like motioning like, oh, let's do something else. And she was kind of like, uh, let's, let's go home. <laughs> or like, go home separately. To be fair. Uh, Thanks for the yeah. clarification. <laughs> I was like, wow, things are happening at Samovar Tea Lounge. And so I was like, okay, well, that was cool. Like, she's smart and funny and beautiful, but I I don't know where it's going to go. And then we had good, like, witty text banter Oh. afterwards. It didn't start as witty text banter. He sent me the table of a, a screenshot of the table of contents of a book he was reading. Wow, that's uh, that's sexy. <laughs> reading by a, the CEO of a hedge fund. So that's very, very exciting stuff. Oh wow, that's riveting. <laughs> so then, okay, how did that turn into witty banter and flirtations? Hmm. He, he was he was traveling, and we were just kind of riffing back. You know, he was in Japan, and I was making karaoke suggestions. Um, I was walking through his neighborhood in the mission, and he was like, oh, like, you know, stop here, and I'm looking forward to seeing you. Yeah. Yeah. So when did that second date come around? I think it was 10 days after the first. Yeah. So how did it go from neither one of you thinking that there will be a second date to a second date? It's time to take a quick break so we can tell you about the latest service we have been building over here at Dateable. We've created a platform to connect you with vetted experts from our network to help with everything from coaching with dating, therapy, dating profile reviews, and even ways to get real feedback about your dating style. The sessions typically run from 30 minutes to an hour and can all be done via Skype or Google Hangouts, so you can be anywhere. Listeners have been sharing how worthwhile their sessions have been with comments about how easy the coaches are to talk to, how they have provided a new perspective, and how they have created actionable ways to inspire change. To meet the coaches and book your session today, visit datablepodcast.com slash coaching. 
Now back to the show. So how did it go from neither one of you thinking that there would be a second date to a second date? What happened? Just that text banter was really good. Quality text banter meant, oh, this is something for real. And so, Shield, did you ask Katrina out on a second date? And I want to know, Katrina, what did you think of Shiel when you, like, knowing him for a little bit, seeing that he travels so much, what made you feel like there was potential for something long-term? So something that Shiel did that I really liked is that he and I were able to kind of have the conversation early on as, as far as, like, hey, like, what are you looking for? And it wasn't, like, it wasn't a personal thing. Like, I think sometimes people, like, feel like that sort of question is, like, perceived as needy or something. But it was just, like, it was just a conversation. Like, hey, like, this is what I'm looking for. Like, what are you looking for out of curiosity? (laughs) And we had that conversation pretty early on. Um, I feel like she'll, like, even, like, in the, like, second or third date is, like, I'm looking for a long-term partner. (laughs) (laughs) I like, you know, funny, interesting people. Um, I never had the kind of sensation before, um, and I'd always kind of taken it with it with a grain of salt when other people said this but um kind of in the first two months that we were dating I was like oh man like I think I might be dating my husband (laughs) wow (laughs) when did you guys transition from dating to an actual full-out relationship a month in yeah like yeah like pretty early on for both of us and was that a conversation yeah we, we agreed to be mutually exclusive and kind of talked about kind of how we were feeling about each other and Shil, when did you know yeah uh, I don't remember if there was like a moment pretty early on also like very early on I was like oh yeah this is like super for real and what made Katrina different than the other women that you had dated she's really easygoing and understanding and then also just like really a great partner to like talk to and have stupid banter And then let's go straight into the proposal. Tell us how you planned it and what happened. I'm that romantic. She, she was quite the planner. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I think it was in July we were in Portland. Katrina's mom took us to this resort place, and we were like, oh, this would be, like, an interesting place to get married. I think we kind of knew we wanted to get married in 2019 sometime in Portland. They're only a few months. The weather's great. So we talked to their wedding planner person and then realized, like, these things book up really fast. So, like, from a pragmatic perspective, <sighs> like, okay, well, like, like we're not going to get a venue before we get engaged. So I guess we should get engaged. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean we've been talking about getting married from like month three as like a like we're like a really amazing match. <laughs> we moved in together around May and, and she was kinda like, I'm ready whenever <laughs> um, conversations. So I like I didn't want it to be like a surprise and ten of his friends jump out to take pictures of us and have it be like an Instagram proposal. Um, uh-huh. so I, was, like, like, I don't want like the biggest decision of our lives to be like a surprise moment. Like I want us mm-hmm. to have like a series of conversations about what marriage means to us. So, so it was actually like, I think kind of July and August, we were kind of talking kind of through that stuff in a conscientious way. Mm. Um, we, were, we were like looking on Google for like the New York Times, like premarital questions. Yes, that's so important. They were all, they were all terrible, by the way. They didn't do anything for us. Oh, really? What's an example of a question? What happens if you're like run out of money or one partner's in debt? Right. Like, a lot of them were financially, and I think that tends to be the thing that picks a lot of people up. I don't remember the other one. I just remember them not really being applicable right but also some of them i'm sure opens up another topic that is applicable yeah and it like i think that like there were no there were no like shocking answers there for either of us but it was more nice to just kind of spend that like mindful attention beforehand Mm -hmm. of like oh yeah like we're like really 
really investing in the foundation of our relationship um, before like making this huge decision. (laughs) Katrina, what is your relationship background? Because it sounds like you're, you have experience going through kind of like this thought process. Um, Well, I've not been engaged before. This is my (laughs) my first time. Um, Yeah, I've been in, um, several long-term relationships. Uh, I've been in San Francisco for three years and have been dating for kind of the better part of that and have had a couple longer relationships in that time. Um, I've really tried to like study your relationship. I'm very much like a self-help book person. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, Which I am not. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Of course, you our bookshelf has like 15 like relationship and love books that I like, <laughs> like to pour through <laughs> for, for self-taught how to, how to be mindful in a relationship and um, different like methods of communication. Yeah, so it's kind of my general background. That's what you need though. <laughs> you kind of need that in a relationship. So she feels very lucky. <laughs> Met Marriage 101. I know. Don't you wish they offer that when we were in undergrad? I mean, I would have taken that class many times. 100%. She was great. (laughs) She was fantastic. So when's the wedding? October of That's the way it should be. Well, Sheila, you said you were looking for the real deal when we talked to you. Yeah. Then your profile reflected it, and now look what you got. Yeah. So, again, you're welcome, Sheila. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, congratulations, you guys. This is such good news, and we love hearing it because, you know, when we did the episode with Sheila, we're like, oh my God, this guy is such an eligible bachelor. Such a catch. Such a catch. He's so ready. So genuine. So We're genuine. just going to keep, keep complimenting you. Yeah. yeah. Like every, you have to. I'm, I'm just sitting here taking it all in. <laughs> You're like nodding. I'm like, yep, I agree with you guys. <laughs> so glad you guys found each other. And it sounds like this is just magic. And a Bumble success story. In a Bumble success story. But I, I still think you guys would have met each other in some capacity. So that's just way fate works. Wow, so, that's so. rare. Cause Shield knows it's everyone. Rare. Yeah, yeah. It's rare. And it happens. And I work in healthcare and I was interviewing for a job in the Middle East when we met. <laughs> so, what? Uh, wow. Our paths like likely would not have crossed, but Okay, fine. Yeah. We'll give Bumble credit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fine. But again, congratulations. And you, and you guys, my profile editor. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We know how to play that Bumble game. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations again. Thanks so much for Thanks taking so much. the time and updating us on this great news. We might do another Thanks update after the wedding. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 And who could forget polarizing guest Bottle Ned from season five, episode one. His advice to his fellow SF daters is to date outside of San Francisco. He likes to go north, countryside, where there's less smartphones and more farmers' daughters. Has his strategy changed? Let's find out. Ned? Hello? Hey, Ned. Hey, you're on my Bluetooth. Yeah, I'm talking to you on a device. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) 
Okay, tech bro. You're, you're on speakerphone as well. Oh, cool. One of those idiots walking around San Francisco with their little headset thing. You can't tell if they're like crazy or they're, or they're like talking to someone or they're themselves. Or... So Are that's you, you now? Uh, I just wish they were crazy, all of them. I, I got done digging early and I'm driving up to Grass Valley. Uh, why are you going there? see a girl. Oh. oh. She reminds me of a story. <laughs> did, did you guys tell her to catch up on the last, like, several months of my fucking disaster? I mean, my dating life? No. This is why we're doing this call right now, to check in with you. Tell us everything. Oh, oh boy. Um, okay, let me, let me just fill you in on this. Okay, here's a rant. Ready? I decided I was having some issues with Tinder, the Tinder machine, because... It seemed like I was getting a lower hit rate. And so I was like, what the hell's going on here? And then, I, you know, Zach, he's like, he's like totally into like the San Francisco scene, you know, and he's like, hey, Nick, you should try his. That's where all the girls are down, Nick. Okay. And I'm like, okay, that, that's what's going on. So I, I, I got me a hinge account, and I was like, okay, my hinge isn't working as well as my, my GPS on my Tinder. It's actually like whenever I go out of town, it still gets me San Francisco people, and I'm like, okay, I might as well go for San Francisco fucking people. I'm going to give them another chance. Oh, Ned. Okay. Wait, wait, let me finish. I, I, I tender me up this girl who works in the financial district, and she's 30, you know, and, I, and she's like basically everything I hate. And I'm like, okay, let me just give this person a chance. She sounds really nice. Start hanging out with her. The whole thing is just like her ridiculing me about, oh, why aren't you working today, you know? I'm like, I'm, like, I'm a fucking actor, dude. I go auditioning, and then when I, if I'm lucky, I fucking work like more than like twice a week or like once a week or whatever. And, and she's like, ridicule but then also she's like really immature you know and i'm like dude like all the fucking girls that are like 10 years younger than you that i usually go for are like way more mature than you but she's always like i want to party all the time i do not want kids i am not no that would make me old the constant ridicule and the, and the kind of overall immaturity that she had ironically you know pointing out my immaturity which is just like tedious and then she went out of town on some leisure trip and then like you know, i didn't hear from her and i'm like you okay okay so i'm stuck in the bay area on this fucking hinge thing so i meet this girl in berkeley right and she seems totally normal we have a conversation about like different kinds of shit that we've taken throughout our lives and it was like a really great conversation she's like Oh, I remember I took this one shit and it was like, what's Wait, like a shit? <laughs> Did you say ship or shit? Yeah, I heard ship. Shit. Oh. Wait, this was a conversation on Hinge that you <laughs> And it was a it nice was a conversation? Great conversation on Hinge. So you were like, this is the one. <laughs> I'm like, I love this. I love this person already. This is great. She's 24. She's like goes to Berkeley or whatever and has a job as like a lab technician. I'm like, she's legit, too legit to shit. <laughs> or not legit, but also okay. Shit. So did you meet up with her? And so I meet up with her and she's like late. She's like twenty minutes late. I'm like, Oh, what happened to you? You know, we meet up on the Berkeley campus, just as a landmark, you know. And I'm like, What happened to you? She's like, Oh, sorry, I was giving the guy a rim job. What? I'm like, what the fuck? And completely just nonchalant, totally casual. What? And I'm like, what? Say again? Because we'd have like a, a like a really kind of basic conversation for like 10 minutes. And then she said this, like when I asked her, oh, why were you late? And just casually, almost like she was saying, oh, I just had to stop by the fucking store and pick up some milk. And I'm like, what do you... What do you mean, like, you're going to think you got rimmed up? Surely you're joking, you know? And she's like, no, no, see, I'm on this other app, right? There's this app that's called Station Arrangements, and, you know, I need extra money for school. Oh, my, so God. It's oh like, my I just, I just gosh. Up. I'm a sugar baby, and, like, I meet up with these guys who work in the Silicon Valley and are older, and oh they, my uh, God. They, they pay me 500 bucks to fuck them and do weird <gasps> stuff. And I'm like, so right before you came here, you 
you were giving a rim job to a guy who worked at Cisco or something, you know, and she's like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking like these evil apps, they've normalized like prostitution and she's like, she's like, no, it's okay, like all my friends do it. I'm like, your friends are all, you're all hookers now. What are you talking about? It's okay. It's not okay. So I take it that one didn't yeah. work out? Well, at the end of the day, she's trying to make out with me. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to make out with you. You just like lick some guy's asshole. So what's the latest, or is there anything worse than this? Right now, is this the same girl, different girl? Um, it's the same girl. 
Oh. Oh, okay. So you're still seeing her. Well, you know, it's a lot to deal with. I, I had to leave and kind of process all that. I said, I have, to, I have to take off. I'm really high right now and I'm freaking out and it's a lot to hear at once. And then I hear I called, you know, 20 of my close friends and family. And uh, basically the thing was like, you should just floor with this person because this person has like a very similar personality. She's very creative. And so you're, you guys are dating-ish. I don't know. Yeah, this is like the third time I've seen her. Like the last time okay. I saw okay. her. Okay. 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 We hung out. At this beautiful Victorian Christmas, and it was really like everything I've always wanted. Like, a it sounds like you, you know, the the lesson learned here is you can't judge someone from their history. You just have to start fresh yeah. with them. Yeah, you can't judge someone from their history, and you gotta fucking focus on the present and enjoy that person in the moment because the history of that person made them who they are today. And if you like who they are today, you have to acknowledge and appreciate almost and accept it exactly exactly and we've all done things in the past that we're not maybe proud of it's nice that she disclosed this but i think most people probably wouldn't disclose their yeah. sexual history like this right that's the thing she's really really hyper honest and it's really cool i i love crazy people because they're interesting nothing is worse than mediocrity she's an extremely talented intelligent person well just keep an open <laughs> yeah. mind and i think you're having a good time after what you've been through with the other so you know yeah. I, I think you're on a good path to a different mindset when it comes to dating we'll just put it at that if this doesn't work out are you still anti-sf i have to go ahead and say uh, a, a pretty hard yes but you know i i like I like to be open-minded, and there's always those outliers within, uh, you know, you, you can always find angels in hell. Wait, maybe you can't. That's, that would contradict the whole uh, concept of hell. Um, I guess you can, I guess, I don't know what other analogy to be, but you can find gems in, in fucking a desert of quartz crystals. So but you're yeah, open. Yeah, but you're it, open. That's all that matters. <laughs> you're you open know, to it all. you got to be open, man. In life, you have to maintain openness or else you're as soon as you close yourself off, you're fucked. You heard it here first. You just can't be closed off to anything. Ned, it was great catching up with you. You're always so entertaining and... Candid. <laughs> and candid. <laughs> Offers great stories. Well, and you know, we'll, candid. we'll catch up another time with all this. But we won't stop you. We're not going to hold you back from, you know, oh, your, your yeah, rendezvous today. So, <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Ned. So here's some updates from the Dateable team. We've hit over 100 episodes this year. This was a really big year for us. We surpassed 1 million listens and we just finished season seven. And what's really exciting is that this year we went outside of San Francisco, including cities like LA, New York, Chicago, Dallas, and moving to global cities like Toronto, London, Oslo, and Sydney. So we really thank these listeners and guests who've joined from these cities. It's always fun to expand outside of San Francisco and see what you guys are up to. And some other exciting things, we were on the Ryan Scott Show on KGO Radio. We've had numerous articles um, that featured us, including ones in Huffington post and bustle and for a personal update without divulging too many details julie and i both have new men in our lives it's very exciting we also want to give a shout out to our sound engineer nick ladies he is single and ready to mingle so if you want to meet someone who's been working on our sound reach out to us and we'll pass along your information to him all right dateable family again happy holidays happy new year and we will see you in 2019 stay dateable this episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 
500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. If you didn't know already, we have a revamped website with articles, videos, and content all about modern dating. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We've had some great feedback about how actionable these episodes are. So check them out on our website or iTunes Music. Also, visit the site today to see the latest about coaching, where we connect you with datable approved experts to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching, and even gathering real feedback about your dating style in a personalized and affordable way. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. 